Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of First and Goal, the hardest-hitting up-and-coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the Internet today. It is Thursday, October 6th in the year 2022, and today, guys, we got a lot of things we're going to discuss. Got a few things going on with last week. We had a few upsets go take place last weekend that really surprised us, shook us up a little bit. Got some big games coming up this coming week. Got some bad blood in the air. All kinds of great matchups coming up. It's going to be a great episode. I am beyond excited for this one. As always, though, before we go any further, let me introduce my co-host, the one, the only, Big Rob. What's going on, everybody? Excited for another beautiful week. Man, the weather has been just about perfect. But what I'm more excited about is this upcoming week in football, man. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt about it. It's going to be a great one. We got some really, really competitive matchups. Almost everybody is locked in in conference play for the most part. And it's just going to be some great key matchups. I mean, there's going to be some games this week that can very well make or break a few team seasons. I mean, you don't get a win this week here. The odds of getting to a bowl game and having a successful season get very grim. Very thin, very thin. And, you know, not to mention, like you said earlier, man, the bad blood on some of these teams, man, especially in the AC, in the SEC. I mean, there's even some big games in the ACC coming up this week too, man, and I'm just excited to see it. No, absolutely. And, I mean, not just seasons in the balance, but, I mean, quite honestly, there could be possibly some jobs hanging in the balance this weekend. We're going to play a few games. We're going to preview the upcoming week's games, as always, and give our predictions, but also – we're going to play a little game called Hot or Not, talking about seats of a few of these coaches out there because there's a lot of hot seat talk going, around, going on around the league right now. Oh, yeah. On both sides, ACC and SEC. But also, we're going to have our little game as we played before called Buy or Sell It. And that's going to be us basically giving our own individual power rankings on teams. Are we buying in on this program? Is it legit? Are we just going to hold on it because we don't know what the hell we're looking at right now? We're not sure. It's too early to sell, too early to buy in. And of course, if you got to sell, that's basically calling the dogs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Let's jump on into it, man, shall we? All right. Where are you going to start? Let's start with a little bit of hot or not. Yeah, man. Um. We can go ahead and do the hot or not if you want to. We had a few big upsets last weekend, so this could be a good time to talk about it because last weekend, I mean, Texas A&M falling down. That was ground-shaking for the most part, going down against Mississippi State. Some people did not see that happening. Some people didn't see it being as bad as it was. Not to brag, but some of us called it down there dead on the money. Oh, yeah. But uh, that was a bad one. There's just several big losses out there. I mean, Auburn going down to LSU. You get off to a huge lead. I was smiling ear to ear because I predicted Auburn to get the win. and <laughs> That didn't happen. So, it just really, really did not shape up too well. And, then, I mean, also on top of all that, you got Eli Drinkwitz with Missouri. Mm-hmm. I mean, put up a tough game this past weekend. Played a Played a hellacious game against Georgia. You got to take your hats off to them. But at the same time, you were out to a big big lead in that game. And you just pissed it away. Yes, yeah, number one in 
they were number one in the nation, but still, you get a team like that down and out, and you got the home field advantage, that really hurts. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that game was one one for the record books, man. I, I kept flipping back and forth to that game, just you know, just trying to look at the score. And, you know, it was just one of those where it was just your jaw was dropped the entire time until Georgia came back to win the game. That's exactly right. Well, uh, let's kick it off, man, hot or not. We'll start off with the Missouri Tigers. Coach Eli Drinkwitz. You got that seat being hot or not right now? Right now, I'm, I, I don't think it's that hot, especially with as close as what they played with Georgia. I think that, you know, depending on how the rest of the season goes, it could start getting hotter. Um, but right now, I, I think I think Drinkwitz is safe. Okay, okay. I could, I could maybe see that, man. Um, I'd have to agree with you. I'm not gonna say it's burning up hot yet. There's a lot of talk going around, going on around there, and there's a lot of Missouri fans calling for his head. But honestly, I say not. Even though I'm not particularly particularly a huge fan of Eli, I feel like he is slowly turning this thing around, slowly making this program a little more competitive. Now, if they Come off that if they come off of that loss to Georgia and then turn around and lose to Florida this week, then I think things could be heating up a little bit. I think it, it could start getting warm. I, again, right now I, I, I don't think he's really in any danger unless he loses to Florida big. Then I think we could start hearing some grumblings. Yeah. All right, well, on to the next one. Our next contestant on Hot or Not, going down to Auburn, down in Alabama. Coach Brian Harson. Hot or Not? Both. That thing is burning hot with a blue flame. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's definitely pretty damn warm down in Auburn. The school, I mean, the whole entire fan base is calling for his head. Hell, the school was trying to take it during the offseason. And I thought for sure this past weekend was going to be more so a make-or-break game for them, honestly. And they ended up losing, which they did get out to a good lead to start it off. But once again, same problem I have with Missouri. you got to find a way to close these games. It doesn't matter if you're losing close. The thing is, you got to get some debbies from somewhere. you got to get some dubs. And Auburn has not been bringing in dubs. Harson has just not had a very productive second year. It looks like the program has regressed instead of progressed. So I got to go with you there. I'm saying very hot. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, going back to the summer, you know, early winter, it the school was looking to try to get rid of them. Um, they did everything in their power to try to find a way to not be able to pay in this payout. And that is the only reason why Harson still has a job there, in my personal opinion. Now, if he keeps losing and losing handily or losing these close games, I don't know that it'll be in the middle of the season, but I can almost assure you at the end of the season we're going to see a new opening in Auburn. I mean, hell, look at look at what happened at Georgia Tech. They were keeping games close, 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 and then this season they started losing pretty handily. Guess who ain't got a job anymore? No, I agree. I agree there. But I think also at the same time you're looking at two whole different programs. But – uh. Auburn, definitely burning up. 
last one in the SEC. This one here has come as a little bit of a surprise to me. I did not foresee this coming, even though the season's been not going the way he wanted to. I still figured this coach had plenty of time and didn't have nothing to worry about, really. But, man, the uproar from this fan base has just ignited. I mean, I'm surprised we have not seen torches and pitchforks yet. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And I'm I'm talking Jimbo Fisher. Yep. At Texas A&M. Good old Jimbo. Man, I did not see this coming at all. I figured Jimbo would probably be undefeated right now just with all the talk that was going in, with the way they recruited. But at this point, man, I just don't see – I don't see a good outcome. I think this seat – I think the pilot light is lit and it's starting to get hotter. Yeah, I agree with you there on um... – I think at the moment it's not too hot just because he just signed a damn extension. So I think his buyout's like $80 million or something. Yeah. It, it's stupid high. Yeah. But I got to agree with you there. I mean, you've already lost two games. The way things are looking and going, the way things are looking and currently going, if you lose another one or two games this season – it could be burning up because down there in College Station, they're wanting national championships. They're wanting SEC championships. And you've not made it to an SEC championship game yet. Yeah. I mean, you're losing games that you shouldn't lose to and winning games that you shouldn't win. I mean, look at last season. He beat Jim or he beat uh, Nick Saban. But lost a lot of games that they should have won to LSU. And, well, they lost to Mississippi State last year. Yeah. And they lost that order on down there at LSU, but this season I think it's not quite the case of last year. Last year you had a very talented team. You still played in some very big ball games, and even when you lost, you lost with a lot of dignity. Mm-hmm. This past weekend, man, they got they got their asses handed to them. Oh, absolutely, pretty pretty heavily. And I mean, if we're gonna be honest, Appalachian State was bullying this team when they beat them early in the season. It was a close game, but realistically, it was not that close. And realistically, if you go back and look at the film, Arkansas probably should have won that game. Yeah, I don't think so. Arkansas played awful. <laughs> they deserve to lose that one. Yeah. But, like I said, let's switch on over to the ACC. All right, going on over. Yes, sir. All right, contestant number one. We've been talking about this coach for a while. He'll start doing good. He'll start doing good. Things will be looking good for the program and look like they're going forward a little bit. And then he'll have a snowball effect and it seems like he's starting from scratch. Then he'll be getting his name rumored in coaching positions and he'll start commenting on it and not denying it. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm talking Scott Satterfield. Yeah. Up there at Louisville. Yep. I think this seat's getting very hot. I think it is getting very quietly and discreetly very hot. I think it is starting to to, to get scorching pretty good. I don't think it's it's quite a bonfire yet, but I do believe that it's getting there. If he doesn't close the season out very strong, it's over. I hate to say it, but it's over. Mm-hmm. Simple thing is. You played a Boston College team last week that's abysmal. 
this year. Boston College wasn't a world beater last year, but this year they have been abysmal. I mean, they got bullied off the field by a very, very bad Virginia Tech team. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. But in Louisville's defense, though, I mean, that wide receiver Flowers actually came on in this game and kind of, you know, led the way. So, I mean, it's – it's how, how many games have we played this year? I believe we've got five games now, okay. six for some. How many of those was Zay Flowers not playing yet? I think he played in every one of them, but he's, what I'm saying is he's just now coming on. He was red hot two years ago. He ain't just now coming on. No, coming on for this season, getting his no, getting his groove. No, hell no. Louisville stunk it up. There ain't something Boston College did good. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Eagle fans. <laughs> and ain't what you did good is what they did that bad. All right. That's that's my personal. You you can believe what you want, but that's my personal take on it. I mean, the same Louisville team came out to start the season and got blistered off the field by was it Syracuse to start the year? Yep. I mean, just got embarrassed. Yeah, Syracuse embarrassed and bad. They're not looking good in ACC play. No, not at all. Not at all. I'll give you that. So. Unless you could put this season together, what's left of it, and finish out very strong, and in your and I mean strong in your conference, in your conference games, this could be the last season of Scott Satterfield Louisville. I do believe. Very well could be. Very well could be. I know that you know they've got a new offensive coordinator this year, and I know that's a lot of you know the problems that they're having. They're just not really in cohesion yet. But, I mean, that's one thing that you have to take into consideration when you do hire new offensive coordinators. So, you know, all the buck stops with the head coach. So, we, you know, we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. All right. On to the next one. Jeff Haley, Boston College. You hot or not? Hot. Absolutely hot. I have to agree with you there. When Haley was hired, it was because Boston College was kind of tired of hanging around the mediocrity in the football program. They wanted to get back to the days of Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Get back to the days of being a national contender playing for championships. Yep. At least conference championships. Yep. At least being able to compete. Yes. And year one of Jeff Haley, I believe it was year one in 2020. I think so. They look great. They look sensational. I thought they was the next best up-and-coming team. I thought they were the next force to be reckoned with in the ACC. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then in 2021, last year, they came out and Phil Jerkovic went down an injury early in the season. But the whole team together just played pretty poorly. And even when Jerkovic came back, they still just never they never looked right. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is a, a story of – it just doesn't seem like everybody is committed. It doesn't seem like everybody's bought in. Jerkovic, don't get me wrong. I mean, when he's healthy, when he's on, he's one of the best in the league, man. But I don't know if it's an invasion of body snatchers or what's going on, but he's just not playing to his potential. No, I mean, he showed his talent he had in 2020. Sensational talent. Mm-hmm. 
there was times last year where he really looked phenomenal again. But towards the end of the year, he just kind of started dwindling down and spiraling. It just didn't look right. And then this year here, it has just been bad. I almost wonder if him and Brendan Armstrong have been drinking that same water fountain or something. What's been going on? Yeah, there's something in the water. Something in the Gatorade. But Monster College, once again, this is another school. You better find a way to turn around quickly. I mean very quickly. Because if not, you could be in for a world of trouble. Yeah, no, if I were you, I'd be trying to make a statement this week. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And my last one on our list, down there in Florida, <laughs> good old Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell. This is the most confusing one for me, honestly. It's hard to figure out, so I'm going to ask you to start with, once again, hot or not. Mike Norvell's seat, I think, is still scorching. And the reason I say that, even though – they won a few games this season, won a few games that they shouldn't have. Started off 4-0. Yeah. Started off 4-0, just lost their first game this last week. I still think that if something happens like it did last week, or like not last week, but last season, and you have that slide, I think it's over. I think it's over. If you don't win another game or if you want to win one or two more games, <coughs> I think we're looking for a new coach at Florida State. Yeah, um, I got a little bit of a different take on it. I feel like it was scorching coming into the season. I feel like he threw a few buckets of water on it to cool it off, starting the year out 4-0. But once again, I mean, let's just be honest here. The win over LSU, you was put in a position to lose that game. Yeah. The win over Louisville, you was in a position again, put there by your head coach in a position to lose that game Mm -hmm. and got lucky. Mm -hmm. Tighten it up two weeks later. But then last week in Wake Forest where you played your first really good football team of the season, like a really good team. And it was time to put up or shut up. The team kind of came apart. The defense looked extremely unorganized, did not play very well at all. The offense made some very crucial mistakes. Coaching wasn't the best in the world. Don't get me wrong, man. That Florida State is a very, very talented team. They showed it out there on the field with Wake Forest. But unfortunately, it just they were outcoached. In the long run, they were outcoached. That game should have been a game that came down to the wire, and Florida State probably should have. I would have thought had a very good chance of winning that game, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And instead, it was more of a beatdown. Yeah. In all reality, it was not a very competitive game. But I think that kind of started blowing a little wind on the coals of the fire a little bit. Trying to get it to reignite a little bit, if you will. But also on top of that, I feel like last year they started off, I think it was 0-4 or 0-5. Right. And then they won five or the last six games. They started the year off 1-5 and is what it was. That's right. And then they had a hell of a run at the end of the year, but wasn't good enough to get more eligible. But this is where you find out. 
if your coach is good or not. You start off hot, you get punched in the mouth. Are you going to get back up and fight? Or are you going to stay down for the count? Yep, you're going to lay down and die. And I think you'll find the answer to that this week. Oh, absolutely. So, fight normal. Keep up the momentum. Try to get that spark back in that locker room. Do whatever you got to do, man, because I don't think there's a whole lot of room for error. I'm 100% with you. All right. Well, that'll be the end of our of our hot or not segment. Right here in a second. I reckon the next thing we're going to jump into, buy or sell. What you let's, think? Let's buy or sell. Brother, let's buy or sell. Where do you want to start, ACC or SEC? We'll start with the ACC. All right. Yes, sir. Let's jump over into that uh, buy or sell. You want to start the ACC or the SEC? ACC, my man. ACC. All right. We'll start off where we left off with uh, the hot or not. So let's start off with this Louisville team. Louisville? Yes, sir. What you thinking about old Louisville? Sell. I'm sold. Or I'm not sold. I'm selling. I'm selling all my stock on Louisville right now. Unfortunately, guys, it's just Scott Siderfield has just not been able to quite show me the progress I'd like to see at the pace I'd like to see it. You got a immensely – Talented guy at quarterback, Malik Cunningham. He looks like the second coming of Lamar Jackson, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the way you have not been able to put away football games and let games slip away is just – it really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So, with that being said, I just got to sell. I agree wholeheartedly, man. I mean, there's just so much that this Louisville team is capable of, man. I had high hopes coming into the season. I thought they were actually going to give a run for the money for, you know, the ACC, but they let me down, man. And I just, I don't see that there is a way back. So I'm with you. I, I got to sell Louisville. Understandable. That's quite understandable. All right. What you got for the Virginia Cavaliers? Virginia Cavaliers. Right now, I think I'm selling them too. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I'm selling. I don't think. Right now, Tony Elliott has, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a good coordinator. He did wonders down there at Clemson, but I just don't think he's got the experience under his belt to be a head coach right now, not to say that he's not going to improve. I just, there's just so much going on. There's players not bought in. He's even said himself that he doesn't think a lot of his players are bought into his program. And that's your job as a head coach to do that. Until that gets done, I'm selling Virginia. Yeah, absolutely. That was the biggest red flag to me also this past week after the loss they had. As he just he came right out after getting smacked around by Duke and he said, I've biggest thing we know is we gotta get back to work and practice and these guys have just gotta trust me and they've got to buy into what I'm putting out there. And I'm like, Man, if you want them to buy in, that's something that should have been happening back before the spring game. They ain't bought in by now, it ain't happening. No, not at all. And that being said, they're not bought in, so I'm selling out. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. What do you got for Virginia Tech? Uh, I hate to say it. I want to hold, but 
I gotta sell. I gotta sell. And the reason for that being is the most important position in all football is quarterback position. And something concerned me back in spring game. He put on a hell of a well, wasn't during spring game. He put on a hell of a performance in spring game. Made me feel really good. But if you ever watched the show they had right before the season started called ACC Road Trip, they visited there and they're talking to Grant Wells. And they're like, yeah, your dad was a player at Virginia Tech. How's it feel to finally get here where you wanted to be and yada, yada. He straight up said, he said, uh, well, honestly, this isn't where I originally wanted to be. And I told him right away, I said, this is not something to man. This, a leader is not going to say that. Right. A leader doesn't say that. Somebody that's bought in is not going to say that. And it just was really distasteful. Made me question his heart. And then out there on the football field this year, he just made a lot of mistakes. Way too many risks. Way too many bad throws. Missing up wide open receivers. It just it's a bad fit. And the offensive coordinator has not done the best job of calling plays either. And I don't care how good your defense is. If your offense doesn't move the ball, eventually they're going to get tired. They're going to make mistakes, and other teams going to hang points on you. So, with that being said, I think you got the right coach up there. I think Brett Price is going to turn this thing around. Might take a little time. But as of right now, for this season, I'm selling on Virginia Tech. That's understandable, understandable. At this moment in time, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm selling the Virginia Tech stock, man. Coming into season, I was buying all the stock that I could, man. I mean, Brent Pry, he's a hell of a coach, man. You can see, you can see the love for the team just with everything that he does. But with what you said with Grant Wells, man, that's you just hit the nail right on the head, brother. I mean, he's making the inconsistent throws. I mean, you can see glimmers of his talent here and there, but it just seems like he's lost out there on the field. You know, like you said, with the ACC road game, with him not wanting to, you know, saying that this wasn't his dream school. Road trip. Road trip? Yeah, yeah, ACC road trip. Not road trip. You said road game. Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Road trip, him saying that this isn't his dream school. You got a kid right there, the second string, that came from South Carolina, who is a Virginia kid, and who even said that Virginia Tech was the school that he always wanted to attend, wanted to go to. I think it's time to check him out. Until that happens, and Virginia starts looking more competitive, Virginia Tech starts looking more competitive. I'm selling. Yeah, absolutely. Not. I mean, that's something I, I didn't mention. I probably should have, but that's something also has got me sold on. Or selling on this is because simple fact that you got a guy, yeah, he didn't look the best in the spring game, but I mean, let's just look at the reality. I mean, last year at South Carolina, Jason Brown beat the Florida Gators. Yep. He beat Auburn. Yep. He played pretty well when he came in against Texas A&M at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. He's one of them guys, not everybody's a great practice quarterback, not everybody's a great scrimmage quarterback. Some people just rise to the occasion and show up on when it matters most and play great football. And the fact that he has not been entered up to this point, they've not given him a try, it just kind of blows my mind a little bit. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's another thing that's got me selling on this is because at this point, I mean, you're kind of doing it yourself. Right. We all knew Grant Wells was a gambler coming in with as many interceptions as what he threw last season. But I think he's already threw more this season than what he did last season. It ain't been pretty. No, not at all. Moving on. Pittsburgh, what you got? Pitt. They are playing pretty solid football right now. I mean, it's they're still I – mean, you could tell – Besides the hiccup at Georgia Tech last weekend. Besides the hiccup to Georgia Tech, yeah. They're playing pretty solid football other than that. Um you could tell that they're still trying to break in a new quarterback, some new receivers. I'm not selling Pitt. I'm not buying Pitt. I think I'm holding solid right now just to see what happens after this loss. Okay, I can see that. Um, I believe I'm going to have to go right there with you on the same. I believe I'm going to have to hold on. You said a lot of things I agree with. The biggest thing to me is the Pitt defense is not quite – where I would like to see it be. Right. I think you got a great young quarterback there. I think you have a brilliant head coach. You got great coordinators. Scheme looks good. Team plays with a lot of heart. It's just a young team. And you're going to have some off weeks like they did last week. So I think they have potential for me to buy. Buy in on them. But for right now, I just got to hold. Let me get a little better idea. Let me get another week or two, and we'll see where we're at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Going on. How about them Duke Blue Devils? 120%. I am bought in completely. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, yeah. Give it all to me. I love the way Duke has looked this year. This has got to be knock on wood. This has got to be the biggest difference I've ever seen a head coach come in and make in his first year. Absolutely. The biggest impact I've ever seen on a program. I mean, just the the overall attitude from players and the way these players have bought into embracing the grind, the Mike Elko slogan. It's been nothing short of remarkable. I mean, these are guys who everybody was calling a bunch of nobodies, honestly. Yeah. We made fun of them last year. We we did. We did. But you got a quarterback who looks like he could be all ACC by the end of the year. Yeah. Both of your running backs, why they could be all ACC. Mad men. The offensive line and the defensive line, both of them, just the trenches, look sensational. This is just a team that never quits, fights, puts together football games. And the biggest thing is they don't beat themselves. Right. I love it. I'm, I'm bought in 100%. Mike Elko is the man of the future for Duke. As long as he's there, I see Duke being a prominent football team. You're right. Quarterback play. I mean, look at what he did last season compared to what he did, what he's doing this season. Your running backs, your offensive line, your defense, that Mike Elko defense. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah, they've lost one game this season. To an undefeated school. To an undefeated school. And, I mean. I mean I'm just going to be honest. I, Duke could still very well be a contender in that Coastal Cup division. Oh, absolutely. ACC. Absolutely. I mean, that loss, even though it was a loss, it was out of conference. So, I mean, they still can't compete. 
And uh, you got to watch out for Duke there at the end. Absolutely. As long as they can keep their heads on straight. Yeah. Which I think they should be able to. So you buying in on them? I'm bought. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Georgia Tech, what you got? Sell. Got to sell the stock, man. I mean, they fired a head coach. They've only won one game this season, and that was against Pitt. I mean, that was a real good game. But I got to sell stock on a team that fires a head coach this season. Hmm. I got to be honest with you. I got to hold. Okay. I'm a hold because the program wants to win. They actually had the guts to fire their head coach midseason. The man they promoted to head coach was their offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. A Georgia Tech alumni. Seems very intense. Seems to love the school. Eat, sleep, breathe it. He knows about the culture. He knows Georgia Tech football. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, his first game out as an interim, they went out there and smoked Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I like it. I like it. I'm not buying in, but, I mean, there's some potential here. There's, I seen something last week that I hadn't seen in a couple of years. I seen some animosity, some fire under them. So, yeah. I'm going to hold on Georgia Tech, see, see where this thing goes, see if they can – Keep the momentum going and see what they can do. I like it. What about North Carolina and Tar Heels? Mm, this is a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold. Love the offense. I think Drake May is sensational. Yep. Best freshman quarterback. We've seen a while. Uh, yeah, in a very long time. Just overflowing with talent. Now, if he could get his hard head over this hard-headedness of his putting himself in harm's way and taking all these big shots, he'd be a lot better. That makes me nervous for him. Because you know what they say? A hard head makes for a soft ass. <laughs> yeah. He's got to quit with this. Yeah. But take a little bit of an issue with the defense from North Carolina. Defense is just not – Swiss cheese. It's not been their strong point. They've had some games where they play really well, but they've also had some games where they were pretty awful. So, for right now, i got to hold. I should have a better idea on them after this weekend. I'm with you. I think I'm holding on this North Carolina team also for the same reasons. If it was just for Drake May, I mean, I'd be buying all that stuff. Love Drake May. I love what this kid brings to the team. I love his enthusiasm. He's smart to be as young as what he is. The receivers, I mean, you can't get much better than what they got. But my problem is the defense, man. Like you said, you just don't know what you're going to get from game to game. A lot of times you get Swiss cheese out there. It's just holes all over that defense. I've got a hold. i got a hold. And I don't know that I don't know that we'll get much of an idea with this, uh, this week's game or not. It may take a couple of games, but... I'm going to hold. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, how about the Miami Hurricanes? Coming into the season, I was buying all the stock that I could get. I love what Mario Cristobal is doing down there, but the product that he's put on the field, man, has just got me scratching my head. I'm not ready to sell. 
by any means. But I am going to hold right now. Just uh, again, this week's game, I'll get a better idea of what we can expect there. No, no, no. I can actually. I, I see what you're saying there. Um, I'll be honest, Miami. They've lost two games back to back. But I think I'm still bought in on them. Even after that loss to Mid-Tennessee State, which was an atrocious loss. Absolutely horrendous. I think Crystal Ball is going to find a way. They got a bye week at the perfect time. You had that terrible loss. Going to the bye week. Hey, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's see what we did wrong here. Let's make some corrections. I think they're going to get this defense fixed. They're definitely going to have a test this week. The reason I'm still bought in on those is because of the simple fact that even though Tyler Van Dyke was a Heisman candidate coming into the year, he showed Crystal Ball showed me flat out that this is not going to be a school that's going to settle for mediocrity. They're not going to settle for bad play. This is a win-at-all-cost program, and in that mid-Tennessee State game, I mean, at halftime, boom, you're benched. That's a quick way to tell your quarterback, all right, we're going to let they say, they're saying he's going to start again this week. But I think that's a quick way to tell your quarterback, all right, we want either production or your ass is gone. So I'm saying bought, bought in on Miami for right now. Okay. I like I like those reasons. Let's move it on over to Clemson. What you got? Bought in 120%. Um. Not a Clemson fan, but I'm just going to be honest with y'all. They got the most complete team, without a doubt, in the ACC this year. They play great on offense. They play extremely well on defense. Special teams looks good. And last year, there was a lot of questions about DJ with the underway. And it started off a little rocky this year, but he has really put together Several rock-solid performances back-to-back-to-back. His confidence is growing. He's playing really good football. And I'll be honest, I think you're looking at a playoff contending Clemson team. So, bought in. As bad as I hate to agree with you, I'm going to do the same. i got to buy all the stock I can on Clemson right now. For the simple fact, this is probably the best Clemson defense that I've seen and that's saying something with the defenses they had the last three or four years. I mean, your secondary is just solid. Those defensive linemen getting downfield, you know, making trouble for the quarterback, man. I mean, it's hard to run on. The defense alone makes me want to buy into this Clemson team. The offense, DJ Uyungle, he did get off to a rocky start. But, you know, I feel like if it wasn't for Uyungle, they probably wouldn't have beat um, Wake Forest. No, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, they just – they look great. And at this point, it's just looking around saying, well, who who the hell is going to be able to challenge them, honestly? Right. I wholeheartedly agree with you there. So. All right. Boston College, what you got? So. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. I like school. I like school. Thinks beautiful school, the whole campus 
background cam. So if you ever look at pictures of it or anything, or if you get a chance to see it in person, gorgeous. Like the culture, like the fan base. But something has gone awry in this program. Something they've gone straight or lost at sea. And I feel like they've lost their identity. Yeah. Something stinks down there in Boston. Up there. Or up there in Boston, yeah, excuse me. And I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just really hard to say because you, you've got a quarterback that should be one of the best in the league right now. And he's just not even showed up. Your running game was awesome in years past. That's not showing up. You've got an offensive line that that's just horrible, man. I just I don't know I don't know what's going on at Boston College. I'm I'm selling. I'm selling everything I got. Yep. Agree a hundred and twenty percent. So let's see here. Wick Forced. All right. I'm buying all the stock that I can for Wake Forest. Even though they did get beat by Clemson, that was still a very competitive game. I mean, they did, you know, their defense does show a little bit of weakness every now and again. But I really can't name very many other teams that I think would be able to beat Wake Forest right now. No, I have to agree that I think they're a very complete team. I'm bought in completely also. I think they have a phenomenal head coach. Got a great offensive coordinator. Defense has got some issues, but they went out this past weekend and I'd say for the most part put that to bed. So, I mean, I think they're a very close to complete team. And that Clemson game, like I said, they could have went either way. I mean, that's two years in a row, honestly, so. I'd have to say I'm bought completely. Wake Forest. I like it. But you got Florida State, big dog. Holding. I'm holding on uh, Florida State. They're 4-1 and one right now. I'm just waiting to see if there's a slide happens or if they can pick it back up. They're a very, very talented team. They've got talent on both sides of the football on all three phases. So, I mean, we just got to see what happens after this loss. I'm, I'm holding understandable. That's very understandable. I think I lost that hold there. Same reasons as you. I'm not even going to get into it, honestly, because every time I really try to get into Florida State football discussion, I just end up aggravating myself. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. North Carolina State Wolfpack, what you got? I'm going to say hold. The Wolfpack, I'm going to I'm gonna buy stuff. I'm going to buy their stock, even though, you know, like, Clemson beat them. They still got a very talented defense. Offense, I mean, there is a few hiccups there, but I still like the product. I'm still buying. Yeah, I just, I got to hold on just because Devin Leary has just not played up the standard this year compared to what he has done in the past. The NC State defense, it's okay. It's, it's got a lot of potential. They have a ton of potential. It's just getting them over that bridge. And for whatever reason, they're having a hard time getting over that slump. Yeah. And what bothered me more than anything with them 
was in that Clemson game, you were still had you were still in it going into halftime. Right. You were still in that game and Clemson gets the ball back and I think they went seventy something yards, eighty something yards, the score right before halftime. And the defense they ran, they run a three three stack defense. Mm-hmm. Defense is set up to have a lot of blitz packages, get pressure on the quarterback, fuse defense I mean confuse offensive lines. And they ran a prevent defense the whole way down the field. And that's the coach's call. And I don't care if it's DJ Uliungle. I don't care if it's Sam Hartman, Riley Leonard. Hell, even Grant Wells at Virginia Tech. You give them a prevent defense and just give them all day long to sit back there and wait for a receiver to get open. This ain't a Hail Mary. Right. This is a regular offense. You give them that much time, they're going to pick you apart. Yeah. And that was just a bad coaching call. So seeing things like that's a red flag to me, so I'm holding. All right. Last but certainly not least, Syracuse. Buy every bit of stock you got. They look great. Ever since they got the OC from Virginia last year, he has come in there and turned that program around. Garrett Schrader looks like a legit quarterback. Played great football at this point. The running back they have has not lost a bit of edge from where he was last year. And that defense, man, is just smack you in the mouth. Absolutely. I mean, in all reality, I start saying I don't know who I know at the moment that could pose any threat to Clemson. This that's a game I don't want to miss. I want yeah. to see Clemson and Syracuse. Yeah, absolutely. That's gonna be a hell of a game. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's roll over to the SEC and roll through these, and then we'll get on to our predictions for this coming week. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. Arkansas. Arkansas? Mm, I'm holding. Absolutely. I just – I was all bought into them. I was feeling really good about them. That defense gave up over 30 points to a South Carolina offense that was pretty abysmal. Yep. And you – have a very close game with Bama. And we're sitting there saying, all right, they're going to get back in this thing. They're going to take down the rolling tide. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. And then you can't stop an offense with a backup quarterback. Right. And Bama blows you off the field. You lost to LSU. It's just been way too inconsistent for me. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster. Still think Sam Pittman's a hell of a coach. Absolutely. But – I think they got a little bit of soul searching to do right now. There's some soul searching to do, and I think they're still a year or two away. I don't think – I thought that coming into the season after that South Carolina defeat, after they beat South Carolina, man, they they had something going. But after just seeing everything, I think they're still a year or two away. I'm holding. Next up, uh, we're going to talk uh, Mississippi State. More cowbell. I'm buying in. Give me the cowbell. I got a fever. And the only prescription to help me is more cowbell. More cowbell. Got to have more cowbell. I'm absolutely bought in. Every single stock you got, send it my way. Mississippi State is a hell of a football team. <coughs> Goodness gracious. Scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Mississippi State is a hell of a football team. Defense is great. Offense, man, you just don't get much better than that. Yeah, they've got you know a horrible loss under the belt, but – Give me, give me all of it. I want all of it. 
Oh, and they got that one bad loss, but let's just be honest here. They're still 100% in the race for the West. They oh, yeah. can still very well be in this thing and still find a way to take it. And, I mean, when that offense is playing up to their potential, Will Rogers oh. can sling the ball as good as anybody in the nation. Yep. You got a great ground game going on this year. And the Pirate, Mike Leach, I mean, you, just, you don't ever know what in the hell he's going to pull out of a hat. You really don't. Right. And the defense has just been flying around the ball. They just they really look good besides that one hiccup game, honestly. Yeah. I agree with you. Missouri, what you got? Mm-mm-mm. Missouri. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I'll start off. I think I'm going to hold on to Missouri stock right now just to see what happens. They've still got a couple of games. I'm interested in this Florida game to see what uh, what happens. There's just a couple of other games that I want to see, but right now I'm holding. Yeah, I'm going to have to hold too. I'm teetering on selling. Very teetering. But I'm going to give them another week. Yep. I'm going to give them another week, see how this Florida game looks, see what they can do after that Georgia game. They're either going to take it and run with it. Or they're going to lay and die. Or they're going to take a moral victory, a participation trophy, and they're going to get head chopped off. So, got to hold on Missouri. How about Florida Gators, though? What you thinking? I like Billy Napier. I like what he's done down in Florida. Um, again, it's just one of those that I've got to see a couple more games to really get a good feel for him. I'm holding Yeah, I think I'm also going to have to hold on this one just because the defense has been a little shaky at times. Anthony Richardson one week looks like a damn high on Canada. And then the next week, he looks like Uncle Rico off Napoleon Dynamite. Right. So I just I don't know exactly the consistency down there in Florida. But I think they are moving in the right direction, so I'm a hold. Yeah, Anthony Richardson's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's exactly right. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Buying or selling? I'm going down old Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Tennessee. I'm buying the stuff that they've got right now. Tennessee, hell of a ball team, hell of a quarterback. Running game's good. Defense is great. I'm buying the stock in Tennessee. Yeah, I can understand that completely. I think I'm, hmm, I'm holding, I'm holding. Holding. I almost said Bob, I just, they've looked pretty good to this point in the season, but I have not seen that real big test yet on Tennessee that I would love to see. I do think you're going to get it this week, though. Yeah, this week, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a test they need yet either. Got to get a little deeper in the season, but um, I think they have a great season ahead of them still. But if I buy in on Tennessee, I'm buying in on them competing with Georgia at this point. And that would mean they're better than last year. Right now, I think they're honestly, I think they're still, honestly, still in the same place they were last year. It just hadn't revealed yet. I get it. I get it. I definitely get it. I think the test for Tennessee is going to be the Kentucky game and the Georgia game. Absolutely. So, that being said, we shall see. I'm going to give them two more weeks. 
hold, and then I might buy him. All right, LSU. I don't know what to think of this LSU team, honestly. I got to buy, honestly, as far as where they were last year and this year. Have they looked impressive? No. They have not really blown me away, honestly. They've been kind of boring to watch. But at the same time, they found ways to win games that they should not have won. They found a way to lose one that they shouldn't have lost in the beginning of the year. Well, actually, honestly, they probably should not have won that game in the beginning of the year. Florida State was a superior team to them. Right. So, I'm actually buying in on LSU just because of the progress I'm seeing. They're moving in the right direction. Like I said, any time a team is winning games, they should not win. And they're still finding a way to pull out games that they should win also. I like it. I do, too. like it. I do, too. I think I'm buying stock on LSU, too, as bad as I hate to say it. Right now, like you said, man, they're just finding games that, you know, finding a way to win. They're, they're playing their heart out. Seems like they're bought in. So, at this time, I'm, I'm buying LSU stock. Uh, what about uh, what about Auburn? Sell. 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 Put, it on, put it on a used car lot, clearance aisle. Everything must go. Matter of fact, no, don't sell that shit. Burn it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Burn it. Facebook jail. <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. I'm buying. Got to. I'm buying. Got to. Even though they, even though that they, you know, Missouri did stick with Georgia. I mean, if you just watch the game field, man, this was just, this wasn't Georgia's day. No, it was not Georgia's day. And also, man, you're the defending national champion, number one. You're the best team in the nation, even though you're not ranked number one right now. Everybody still thinks you're the number one team. Let's just be real. Yeah. You are the man. To beat the man, to be the man, you have to beat the man, and nobody's beat him yet. Woo! So, I'm sticking with Georgia. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye everything. Ole Miss. I'm holding. I'm buying. Bye. I'm buying Lane Train. I like what they've got going on right now. They found a way to beat Kentucky. Kentucky's a hell of a ball team. <coughs> and, I mean, let's just be honest here. Lane Kiffin is, as bad as I hate to say it, an offensive genius. His defense, man, is what stuck out the most in this Kentucky game. So at this point in time, I'm buying. I can understand you saying that, man. I just, I got to hold on because, yeah, they did beat Kentucky, but at the same time, that game should not have even been close. And they let Kentucky creep right back into it. Mm-hmm. Kentucky was in a great position to win that game. Your defense saved your ass, honestly. But um, Jackson Dart starting quarterback, he just started off looking great. And then as the further the game went and the more the pressure started building, the more he started to kind of crumble around yeah. it. So I just – I got to hold. Okay. What about old Vanderbilt? I'm actually holding on Vandy right now. I'm not selling Vandy, which is surprising. Because any other time I'd say sell. And so as soon as you say Van, I'm saying nope. <laughs> but uh, I got to hold on because they have really they've really come a long way from last year to this year. They've played better in some games than I thought they would. I think this weekend here would be the tell-all story for me with Vanderbilt. So I'm a hold. 
I'm with you. I'm holding on Vanderbilt as well. I don't know that they'll be able to get the job done with Ole Miss, but there's a couple of still a couple of games out there that I'm interested to see. So we'll see what they got. Here's the hardest one of all for me, South Carolina. I'm holding for this week. Yeah. This week right here is going to be tell-all for me yep. with South Carolina. I just – I can't buy in. Yes, you've had two big wins the last two weeks, score 50-plus points. But it was against inferior competition. Yep. The play calling – I'm just not a fan at all of the play call in South Carolina. It's not been pretty. I think you do have some positive. Marshawn Lloyd's come out looking like a stud. He's starting to come out of the shell, building up some confidence. It seems like every game he gets more confident and plays better. Christian Bill Smith, I didn't see him in the beginning of the year. And, I mean, the last couple weeks he has really showed up in a big way, done some really nice things. Oh, absolutely. But you have a loaded receiver room with talent, and you just you can't. Nothing's standing out there to me. That bothers me. I mean, you got Jalen Brooks, you got Juice Wells, you got Corey Rucker, Josh Van from last year, who looked like a damn first to second round receiver in the NFL, at least in the third round. Xavier Leggett. Xavier Leggett. I mean, he's tons of talent in that receiver room. It just has not come together. And then on top of that, I still have not seen this defense stop a team that likes to run the ball. And that really concerns me. Yes. So absolutely. I'll find out everything I need to know about them this coming weekend. Absolutely, I agree. I got a hold as well. For me, South Carolina has found their run game. The line is starting to block a lot better. But again, again, it was against inferior opponents. So we'll see how they they hold up this week. But uh, my biggest question mark is Spencer Rattler. Absolutely. If you're going to win this coming weekend, I mean, he's got to play great. It's on his shoulders this week. That's right. But we'll get in that in a minute when we do the previews. Yep. Kentucky. Mm. I'm holding. Me too. I'll be honest, I'm borderline sell. I'm holding on Kentucky right now. And again, the same reason I said for South Carolina, this week is going to be, be the tell-off. This week won't be tell all for me because I just South Carolina. You just don't know what the hell you're going to get till game day. Let's just be honest. But uh, oh, Kentucky, you haven't had that great of a rushing game. Last week, Rodriguez came back and he did look somewhat better on the ground. And a lot of that was due to him. Your offensive line has not played its best. Will Levis has been getting the hell beat out of him. Got roughed up a little bit last week. And your defense just. You still have a very physical defense, but to me, at least in my eye test, it appears it's falling off a little bit. So I just I don't know what I'm getting right now. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Again, with Kentucky, though, I mean, if this offensive line was any better, I think they'd be unstoppable. I don't know. It all depends on Will Levis, man. I mean, he makes some careless mistakes sometimes. Gets beat up, but at the same time, I mean, this, this is the same guy that eats bananas with the peels on him. He puts mayonnaise <laughs> in his coffee. I mean, the kid's a freaking animal. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Texas A and M. I'm selling. Yeah, selling. I just I feel 
I feel almost like the back's been broke in this program. I hate to say that, but they're just not hitting on all eight cylinders, and I feel like you're going to have a win one week and a loss the next week. It's just, it's not Texas a and football to me. No, not at all. And there's, there was way too much noise during the offseason. You had a bad loss to App State, and as soon as you start winning a couple games, your head coach is coming out here beating on his chest and getting arrogant and gets smoked off the field. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of finger pointing going on in that upper room right now. I don't think – I don't feel like this team is as cohesive as they need to be. No, not at all. Not at all. So, sell, sell, sell. Yep. Last but not least, St. Nick Mama. Roll Tide. I'm buying. I'm buying. I mean, how do you not buy? It's Alabama and Nick Saban. Right. Right. I mean, that's all you got to say. Nick Saban, Alabama. These guys are on a roll. And I don't know that there's anybody out there that would be able to stop them. No, I, I really don't. I don't. I don't know if anybody can stop them at this point. But they still got a couple tough games left off slate, though, so we'll see. Absolutely, man. All right, predictions. What you got? You want to start in the ACC or kick off with the SEC? We'll do SEC. You just want to pick out a couple of them or you want to roll through all of them real quick? Uh, we'll go ahead and roll through the schedule and then we'll pick our four like normal. Yeah, we'll just go as we go, though. All right. All right. We'll just do them all. All right. All right, starting SEC. Arkansas and Mississippi State, 12 o'clock noon p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the SEC Network. I do have this game picked. I've got uh, Mississippi State winning this 34-27. I like it. I like it. Same thing over here. I got a Mississippi State bringing this one home, 35-28 of all scores. But uh, I think Mississippi State's offense is just a little too good and – Arkansas has got a great pass rush, but Mississippi State's O-line has been pretty well. And if you give Will Rogers time, that Arkansas secondary has not been good. Yeah. <coughs> not to mention, this is at home for Mississippi State, so the cowbell will be ringing. More cowbell. <laughs> Next up, Missouri and Florida, 12 o'clock noon p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPNU. If you want good commentary, don't watch. Yes, yes. Watch, watch this game on mute. <laughs> Turn it on the radio. Tennessee versus LSU at 12 o'clock noon. Oh, oh, oh what's your score? Missouri, Florida. Uh, Missouri, Florida. I didn't pick that game, but we'll go off the top of the head. I got Florida winning this game. We'll go 35-14. All right. I like it. I like it. Um. I don't like spread, though. I think I'm also going to take Florida taking this one. I think Anthony Richardson's just a little bit too much of a threat for Missouri's defense to stop. Billy Napier's really good play caller. And Missouri, I think, honestly, they're going to have a little bit of a hangover. I think they're going to have a little bit of a big head after that good game with Georgia, even though they lost. I got Florida taking this one 31-24. Swamp's going to be rocking. I like it. I like it. Next up, we got Tennessee and LSU on the ESPN, 12 o'clock noon p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I 
This is going to be one of the games I want to watch, and I've got Tennessee taking this 35-21. I like it, man. Uh, yes, 12 o'clock game. It's going to be actual 11 o'clock kickoff down there at Death Valley at the Swamp, so I think that's going to be a big factor. The crowd's not going to be rocking quite like they would at a night game. I don't understand how this isn't a night game. I don't. I can't figure that out for the life of me. I mean, you got number eight playing number twenty-five. You got a top twenty-five matchup in the SEC. That's prime time written all over it. <laughs> but that's going to be an early day game. I got Josh Heupel's offense lighting it up. I got them taking this game thirty-eight Tennessee LSU twenty-four. I like it. I like it. I'm going to take. Uh, the next game, we got Auburn versus Georgia, 3.30 p.m. at Georgia on the CBS. Got Georgia taking this game. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 47 to 14. How do you get 47? That's an oddball score. Just off the top of my head. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. This is going to be between the hedges. That stadium is going to be rocking. This team's got a huge chip on their shoulder. I guarantee they are pissed like the hell off after Missouri. Auburn's coming in this game just lost a lost soul. And I feel like Georgia's going to make an example of them, honestly, to put the rest of the league back on those. Hey, we're still Georgia. I got the Bulldogs taking it. 45, Auburn 17. I like it. Ole Miss versus Vanderbilt, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the SEC Network. I'm going to take... Ole Miss to win this game, and I'm going to take them to win it 35-10. Damn. Piss yeah. off the Vanderbilt fans, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Um, yeah, Ole Miss, they're, they're a good team, without a doubt. But Jack Starr is making some mistakes. This Vandy defense has been playing better. And Vandy's got a pretty decent offense this year, man. That dual threat quarterback they got has really been – Lighting it up and really surprising people. I'm going to go with Ole Miss taking this one, but I think Vandy's actually going to make it a pretty decent ball game and Ole Miss will pull away in the fourth quarter. I got Ole Miss taking it. 31, Vandy 20. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, next up, we got South Carolina versus Kentucky, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, SEC Network. This is the game that is going to answer a lot of questions for me. I do think South Carolina's running game has got off, got on a good track, and it just all depends with the news coming about Will Levis this week, if he's going to play, if he's not going to play. Could it be smoke? Absolutely. But still yet, call me crazy. I'm taking South Carolina to win, 34-27. Damn it, man. Going for the upset. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, this is going to be a very tough game. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna come down to a couple things. It's gonna come down to South. Can South Carolina stop the run? That's gonna be a big thing right there. Yep. And it's also gonna be a factor on if South Carolina does stop the run. Is Will Levis gonna be able to deal with the South Carolina secondary without turnovers? Right. I think turnovers are gonna play a factor in this game. I think special teams is gonna play a factor. Oh, absolutely. I also have South Carolina pulling off the upset. I'm going to take the Gamecocks, 27, Kentucky, 24. Oh, I like it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And also, this game and the next one we're about to discuss, both of these are bad blood games. You got Shane Beamer coming in here after the preseason comments of Mark Stoops <laughs> talking some shit. Excuse my language. 
Stoops has just been very uptight about this game. Just very irritable, very tense. And coming in this game, Shane Beamer, I mean, you listen to him, he's just as loose as can be and happy. and It doesn't have the same vibe it had when they played Arkansas and when they played Georgia. And I think at this point, South Carolina saying, well, hell, we know we're eliminated from the East at this point for the most part. So we're just trying to win ball games. Right. We're just trying to go out here and win football games. So South Carolina's always known to pull off upsets. So like I said, I got them taking this one. Very close game, though. I like it. I like it a lot. Texas A&M and Alabama, game of the week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, CBS. With all the bad blood that happened in the offseason, I think I think old little Nicky is going to pour the coal to the fire. Alabama wins 56-21. Yeah, absolutely, man. These two coaches had – Serious beef during the offseason. No love lost between the two. And Nick Saban after last week, he just got a huge chip on his shoulder all week long with this press conference. He's going off on reporters, everybody. That's not the normal cunning Nick Saban. This is a pissed off. You can tell he's ready to go out there and prove a point. And I think they make an example of Texas A&M, and I think he shows Jimbo Fisher why he is the man. I got Bama taking this one 45-20. I like it. I like it. I think this is the week that uh, Nick Saban shows Jimbo Fisher who the daddy really is. That's right. All right, man, let's change gears, switch over to the ACC. I'll roll through these ones for you. All right. All right. First game, 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ACC Network. We got Louisville. Traveling to Whoville, play the Virginia Cavaliers. This is a game that means a lot to both these programs. Both Absolutely. these programs need a win really bad. Absolutely. They need some kind of momentum. And if you're Scott Satterfield, your job could very well hang in the balance. So, unfortunately, I got Louisville going down in this one. I got Virginia scraping away with the win. 35 to 31. Absolutely, man. I, I like that. I do feel like this is a must win for both teams. But I think Virginia probably has a better all around team. I got Virginia going to win this game. And I'm going to take it 27 to 14. Like it, like it, like it. All right. On to the next. We got Virginia Tech, the Hokies traveling. To Heinz Field, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, man, this is a. I don't think this is going to be the best game to watch. It's 3:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Going to be on the ACC Network, also following the Virginia Cavalier game. You got Brent Prize defense going up against a very good Pitt offense. The pit defense has not been the best in the world, but unfortunately, Virginia Tech's offense has been that bad. And with Grant Wells, if he is still the starter this week, and changes have not been made, unfortunately, guys, I don't think this is going to be that great of a game to watch. And I got Pitt taking this thing 38-17. I said it last week when Virginia Tech played North Carolina. Virginia Tech's defense is pretty good. Their offense is atrocious. 
I do like Pitt's defense in this. I do like Pitt's offense. I think Pitt wins this game. And I think it's going to be a score of around 28-7. Next up, and, uh, you know, next up we'll talk a little bit of Duke and Georgia Tech. Let me take a little bit of breather there, buddy. This game is at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ESPN3. This is, I think, going to be a, come down to a good game. You know, you know how much we like Duke. Georgia Tech is on the up and up after firing a coach. They did play with some fire last week, but I still like Duke this game. I'm going to take Duke to win. I'm going to take them 42 to 28. I like the enthusiasm there, but I, unfortunately, man, the way I look at this thing is Duke's coming in here flaming hot. But Georgia Tech, you got a new coach, and when a new coach comes in, you win big your first week out. You got a coach telling these guys, we have nothing to lose at this point. Let's go out here and the rest of this year and just show everybody you're winners. You're not losers. They're going to put it all on the table every game the rest of the year. I got Duke taking this game, but I think it's going to be a very close game, a lot closer than I would like. I'm going to say 28-20. I like it. Yes, sir. But uh, while we're down in Georgia, why don't we keep on going south down to Miami, Florida? We got Hurricanes taking on the Tar Heels at 4 o'clock p.m. on ESPN2. This is a very interesting game for me because – North Carolina's got a very good offense. Miami's defense looked horrible in its last showing. Miami's offense has not been able to get going all year. But you got Miami coming off the bye. You got North Carolina. I believe they're also coming off the bye week, ain't they? No, they played last week. That's right, that's right, that's right. Damn, I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. Excuse me. <laughs> they played Tech last week. That's right, that's right. Yeah, they did. <laughs> But uh, this is a tough one for me to call, but I'm going to go with Miami taking this game. 31, North Carolina, 28. I like it. I like it. I like that spread. Um, this is going to be a shootout. Both defenses aren't that great. If both quarterbacks are on and the receivers can catch, both offenses can score big. I think this is going to be a shootout. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take North Carolina for the win. I'm gonna take fifty to forty-five. Hmm. I just don't see Miami's offense putting up forty-five points. But we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. All right. Next one up, 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time, ABC Primetime Game. We got the Clemson Tigers. With a full head of steam traveling up to Boston to play Boston College Eagles. Boston College had a big win last week. They're feeling good about themselves. That's not going to be the case on Sunday. Sunday morning, they're going to wake up with their head hurting. Because <laughs> I got the Clemson Tigers taking this thing 42 to 17. This defense is going to be roughing up Phil Jerkovic all night. Boston College does not have a very good run game at all. 
and their defense is just not going to be able to stop Clemson's offense. Will Shipley's going to have a field day. DJ Oliungale is going to have target practice. It's going to be an ugly game. Clemson, 42, Boston College, 17. Yes, Boston College won a big game, but feeling good just ain't enough. I got Clemson taking this game, 49-13. Good deal, good deal. All right, all right, batter up, batter up. Next one coming up to the plate. We got Wake Forest at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN3. Taking on Army. Army is a team that always drives me insane. Yeah. Watching them play because they had this crazy-ass offense. <laughs> that just drives you insane watching. It's like, damn it. Yeah. It could be third and five, and you're like, all right, we got them here. It's Army. We're a good team. We got them. And they'll, they'll run some crazy triple option shit and pick up <laughs> seven or eight yards, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> Absolutely. I got Wake Forest taking this one. 45, Army 31. I think Army's going to hang 31 on. Wake Forest defense is not like Army, and this is a very close game last year. So, that being said, hopefully Wake Forest puts the big boy pants on in the morning and can put this one to bed. This could go either way. And I say that, yes, it is Army, but Army is also one of those teams that could upset anybody on even any given day if overlooked. Wake Forest coming off of a big win. I still got him taking it. But I believe I've got to go 35-28. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, last matchup of the evening, man. 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ACC Network. We got the Florida State Seminoles taking on North Carolina State Wolf Pack. This is a great matchup for me. It's very interesting. But I'm going to hear what your score is before I, go, before I dive into this thing. So Florida State coming off of the loss this week. Bad loss. They're going to be fired up. Wanting revenge. NC State coming out. They, they're going to have to come out and play with some fire to beat this Florida State team. I don't know. I don't know where to go with this one. I, I want to say NC State, but my gut is telling me Florida State's going to take the upset, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go. We'll say thirty-seven. You and these weird ass scores, <laughs> dude. All right, thirty-eight, thirty-eight, thirty. 35. 38, 35? Yep. I hear you. I got a lot of same feelings, man. Florida State's come off of a bad loss last week. Wake Forest got smacked around. NC State's coming off a loss to Clemson. Got smacked around. It's not something you want to see. And both teams are going to have to come out here with a chip on their shoulder. But it's played at NC State. That's a rough crowd. That's a rowdy, rowdy, rowdy environment. And I feel like NC State's a lot more hungry team, man. They had tough losses last year, and they always responded back and played well. Florida State, on the other hand, 
sort of coming unhinged a little bit in that game last week. I got NC State taking this thing, 35, Florida State 24. I just – I think there's going to be some mistakes made on Florida State's part. I think NC State's going to capitalize. I would love to see Florida State win this game. But I just can't see it. So, Right. No, I get it. We've got a feeling, though, for me, man, I think Florida State's going to come out hungry. I do think that we're going to see we're going to see Florida State get out coached. But I think at the end of the day, I think the heart of this Florida State team will come out and be enough to get the edge. I show opinion there, sir. I remember you saying the same thing about NC State with Clemson last week. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But we will see. That's why they play the game. You got a point. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for this evening. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did putting it together, as much as Rob did putting it together. It's going to be a long weekend. We're going to enjoy it. And until next time, how about y'all share everything you see, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up, message us, comment. Like, share it with your friends, share it with your uncle. Share it with the weird guy walking down the street carrying this little game book bag all the time. Share it with whoever. We just love to talk football. But till next time, everybody, how about let's keep those drinks cold and let's keep those chains moving.